chapter number 23. God wants to inspire you one more time for the coming year. Are you ready to receive this morning? Amen. Yesterday, I just wanted to read to you something that I sent out to the group. This is what God is wanting us to do here in 2022. And God is ready for you to receive it and ready for you to move forward. Amen. Amen. It is time for the church to show the world exactly who we are. Yeah. It's time for the church to awaken to what God has for them and quit letting the world whip us. That's right. That's right. I sent out yesterday, I said to each one of y'all a word from the Lord. I was riding down to spend a little bit of time with Tina's sister. And as we went through this, the Lord began to speak, said, send this out. And the longer I sat there, it seemed like uh, sentences of four words came together. And as I would get that word, I put it in there. And the first word was, slay the lions. Mm, someone haul out and say amen. Then he went on and said, face the giants, defend your fields, take your position in the pea patch, run to the war, fight for your dream, charge your marriages, charge your finances, charge your health, charge your children, and stop running away from your fears. Raise up your spirit midst 800 to 1 odds. Go big or go home. Quit holding out, quit holding back, quit running away, and run for the applause of the two nail-scarred hands. You're only one encounter away from an alternate reality. This Christmas in honor of your Savior, stop pointing out problems, stop repeating the past, become part of the solution, start creating your future, face your fears, grab opportunity by the main, burn sinful bridges, and blaze new trails. Dare to fail, dare to be different, and allow God to take a hammer to the small limited cosmos you have created by your mind that boxes you and him in, limiting your power, abilities, and gifts. God wants to smash it to pieces this year. How much happier you would be and how much more of you would be available to him. Merry Christmas. This Christmas, be determined to chase your line and remember to the infinite, all finites are equal. Tell your neighbor right beside you, say, to the infinite, all finites are equal. That's our motto for 2022. Doesn't matter how big your giant is. It don't matter how big your problem is. It doesn't matter how big your situation is. It doesn't matter what you've been going through. It doesn't matter. It seems that you're going through more than somebody else. What is going on in your life is equal to everything else that is going on in everybody That's else's right. life to That's God. Right. God said it takes no more of my power to straighten out your situation than it does to straighten out anybody else's. It takes no more of my power to heal cancer than it does to heal a cold. It doesn't take more of my power to deliver a drunk than it does to save a sinner. It takes no more of my power to bless you with a financial blessing that you will not be able to contain than to turn around and have poverty in your life forever. It takes no more of God's power to get what you need done in your life. And God is ready to do it for you this year. Amen. So smile at somebody here this morning and say, how big is your God? God wants me to talk about that this morning. Because how you and what you think about God will determine what and who you become. How and what you think about God determines what and who you become. One of the most amazing gifts that God has given mankind today is a mind. 
It is a great theme. It's the ability to learn a gift that God gave us, the ability to think, ability to choose, ability in our life to reason. And your thoughts become a reflection of who you are. If you don't feel like that you have anything to give and you think in low self-esteem, then you'll never be given anything. If you don't think you're powerful, then you're never going to be powerful. Amen. If you don't think you're rich, you're never going to be rich. Y'all hear me now. Amen. If you don't think the Living Water Worship Center is the church for Bladenboro, North Carolina, then it'll never be the church right. for Bladenboro, North Carolina. God understands our thought process. He made it. He created it. But he also understands the power of your thoughts. And what has happened in the church today is that we have thought so less of God that we have limited not only ourselves, but we have limited the power of God. We have confined God in and around the parentheses of what our problem actually is. Our God is no bigger than our problems. And God is wanting to smash that with his heavenly divine hammer this year. He wants to destroy that mindset. He wants to drive it out of your life because you don't realize just how big your God actually is. I don't even realize how big he is. Nobody that's ever stood behind the pulpit other than Jesus himself realizes how big God actually is. Amen? Proverbs 23 and 7 says, For as a man thinks, so is he. So if you think yourself to be broken down, you're going to be broken down. If you think that you are a victim, you're going to be a victim. If you think that you are a patient, you're going to be a patient. So what you think of yourself shapes your reality. What you think of God shapes your reality. The world that is around you right now is a direct result of what you thought about yourself and what you thought about God. Do you all hear me this morning? Amen. Amen. So you build a stronghold within your mind by your thought process. And when you began to think certain things, you began to believe those thoughts 100%, and you began to believe them 100% about yourself and 100% about God. I want you to know today that God is all-powerful. The Bible said he is omnipresent, he is omnipotent, and that he is all-knowing. He is all-powerful. God has every bit of power that there is in the entire universe. And we don't get that today. But once you believe your thoughts, you begin to shape your actions. And you begin to act exactly the way you think. If you don't think that you can make a difference, then you never do make a difference. If you don't think that you can handle the problem that lays before you and seize the God-ordained opportunity that God has laid before you, you will never seize the day, you will never seize the opportunity, and you will be stuck into a cycle of defeat every every year of your life, every few seasons of your life. It'll come around and you'll be stuck in the same situation over and over and over again. I wonder here this morning how many of you are sick and tired of being stuck where you've been stuck at for a long time. I said, how many of you are sick and tired? Uh, a lot of people ain't that. They're like, they are. I said, how many is mad about where you've been at? And you're ready to come out of it. You're ready to be delivered. You're tired of being broke. You're tired of being broasted. You're tired of being disgusted. You're tired of everybody looking down on you. You're tired of the devil making heyday in your finances, in your health, and in your family, and in your children. You're tired of what hell is trying to do in your life. And this year, you have made up your mind that things are going to change, and you're not going to live like you've been living before. Amen. Smile at somebody say, my God's a big God. My God's a big God. Oh, my God, we're going to get a, 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 a revelation and an avenue to go on to be able to tap into the awesomeness and the power of Almighty God.
Now, what you think in your life and what you think about truly matters. A lot of us don't think it does because what you're thinking about is forming the foundation and the basis of what you will become. And the way you construct a certain uh, particular opinion or a belief or idea in your mind is the cause that makes you undergo and change development. If you don't start thinking right, you're not going to change. If you have convinced yourself that the what you're doing right now is perfect and you don't need to change, then you're never going to change. So there's no need for me to even preach to you this morning. But if you've got an open mind and you are ready to change your life, I wonder how many here this morning are ready to be the daddy that you need to be for your children. You're ready to be the husband you need to be for your children. You're ready to be the wife that you need to be for your husband. You're ready to be the mother that you need to be for your children. You're ready to be the church member that you need to be for God. You're ready to be the Christian on fire, filled up with the power of the Holy Ghost, and you literally can be the one that can change your world. How many of you here this morning is ready to yeah. be all that you yeah. can be in the power of Almighty God. Yeah. Hallelujah. It is your thought process that keeps you in that situation yeah. where you're not. So how you think about God and what you think about God determines what and who you're going to become. If your God is not bigger than your problem, then you're going to always be held down by that problem. That's right. And our, our minds has created a world, a cosmos, a system that we live daily in and it limits us and it limits ourselves and it limits God in doing what we can possibly be. I want you to smile at that person right beside of you this morning. If you got to draw them real close to you, they need to hear this from you this morning and say, I know you are not all you can be. Tell another and say, you're not all you can be. Because of those unchallenged thoughts, those unchallenged teachings, the unchallenged systems that we have developed in our life, because of all this stuff that we've allowed to go on in the church, the church itself has created a God in their image instead of God creating us in his image. Now, I'm not sure what kind of line that we have if we look up there and the odds makers would give us today to do what God wants us to do, but it doesn't matter what the odds makers thinks about us. We can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens us. The Bible says that there is nothing impossible with God. Can we proclaim that to the Lord this morning? There is nothing impossible with God. Say it again. There is nothing impossible with God. How many of you got a pen and a piece of paper this morning? I want you to write the word impossible down before I read my scripture. Write the word impossible down. I want to show you something about that word. That's a scary word. The definition of that word means in no way, shape, or form, in no activity, no amount of effort, no amount of, of time, no amount of talent, no amount of construction can put things together where something would be possible. But I want to break that word down to you in a different way. I want you to write up under that word impossible. I want you to write the word I and put me an apostrophe in it and write the word it, the letter M right beside of it. And then I want you to skip a pace and I want you to write possible. All right, that's right. <laughs> and everybody haul out and say what that is. Say it again. I'm possible. Say it again. I'm possible. 
Impossible means that you're possible. An impossible situation under the power of Almighty God means that God's people are possible to do what everybody else says they cannot do. It is the power of Almighty God that takes the I am out of impossible and makes you possible to do exactly what God wants you to do. God does have the power and the strength and the ability and the time and the ability and the talent to put inside of you to accomplish anything that he wants to do through you. He wants to work in you, through you, and by you to change your world. And he wants to do it quickly in this year to come. And he's ready to do it right now. Amen. Now, as I preach to you this morning, I want you to understand that I realize that there are odds that are stacked against us. There's a lot of odds stacked against us. We're not a big church. We don't have a whole lot of money. We ain't got a whole lot of gifts and talents that's moving around in here like the great big mega churches do. We don't have a lot of things that a lot of other people have. We don't have the time to go do everything that God wants us to do, but there is a funny thing about odds. There is some odd things about odds, and we're going to talk about that this morning. Amen? Amen. I want you just to ask your neighbor this morning, how big is your God? How big is your God? I'll submit something to you this morning. I'll let each and every one of you know right now this morning, he's a lot bigger than you think he is. You have limited God to a situation in your life that God has not been able to break out for you and to show off for you. And God said in 2022, I want to break out for you. I want to break out and show off for you because this is a time that I'm going to bring my house back in order. And when I bring my house back in order, I'm going to do so in you and through you and by you. And I am literally going to show the world through you and by you just how big God is. Amen. This morning around the great nation of the United States of America, church parishioners are staying home because of the Omicron virus, a cold. That's all it is. It is a cold. And everybody is staying home. It is a cold. Everybody holler out and say, it's a cold. I have come to church. I have preached with pneumonia. I have come to church and I have preached with a cold. I have been in your house with a cold. I have hugged your neck with a cold. I have sat there and kissed you on the side of your cheek with a cold. I have literally been in your place walking around with a cold. What in the world is the problem with the people in the world today where they have limited God so to the point that he is not big as a cold? That's right. That's right. Oh, somebody shout out and say amen. What has happened to the church that the church is scared to death of a little teeny cold? Our minds has limited God and made God so small that God can't do anything because God is limited by your will. He said, whosoever will, let him come. And you can't come to God without him drawing you. But he says, you can't come to him unless you will to come to That's him. Right. And you don't realize and understand he can't heal you unless you recognize the fact that you need him to heal you. So God wants to do something, but he's got to break out because the only way he can do it is to break and smash that world that you have built and put him in. He wants to just take his royal hammer and come down and obliterate that their world and that cosmos and that system and literally break it into pieces so he can reconstruct exactly what he needs to reconstruct in your life so he can show you just how big your God actually is. 
So for the last little while, God has been having me study the mighty men of David. And I love them. The more I get into it, the more God gives me. And Janice stood here Wednesday night, and she said, as I laid down and I began to study, or I sat down and I began to study, it's like the Holy Ghost just kept throwing things on. I'm lost. I don't really know what to do. I don't know which way to go. I'm just going to go up here. I'm going to let God do what he wants. And that's the way I've been. As I've studied here, God's just been throwing more at me and more at me and more at me because this is a solution for his church in 2022. Someone shout out amen. Amen. In verse number 8, it says, These be the names of the mighty men whom David had. The Chapmanite that sat in the seat, chief among the captains, the same was Adino, the Esnite. He lift up his spear against 800 whom he slew at one time. Tell your neighbor right beside him, say, you got to lift up your spear. What's going on in the church today is the church has got the devil fighting all around. All hell is breaking loose all the way around us and we have took the sword of the spirit and we put it in the sheath and we're never lifting it up. God said, if this year I can get my people to lift up their spirit, no matter what the odds are, he said, I will show out for you and I will bring you to victory. Amen? So he lifted up his spear against 800 who he slew at one time. Everybody hold out and say, in one encounter. One more time. Say one encounter. One encounter. Everybody look at me. You are one encounter away from an alternate reality. That's right. You are one little event away from God showing you who he is. Living Water Worship Center is one encounter with the Holy Ghost away from literally changing Bladenboro, Roseboro, Clinton, all these other areas, all the way to Lumberton, all the way down to Tabor City. God is one encounter away with you of bringing you out of the mess you have lived in all of your many decades of your life. And God wants to do it this year. But you got to lift up your spear. Slap that beside it and say, lift up your spear. Boy, y'all don't got no conviction in your heart this morning. So just holler at somebody and say, I'm going to lift up your spear. Some of y'all might need to be beat with it. Amen. Verse 9. And after him was Eleazar, the son of Dodo, the Aohite, one of the three mighty men with David. And when they defied the Philistines, they were gathered together to battle. And the men of Israel were gone away. Look at your neighbor right beside and say, it don't matter. How many leave you? Find one that you can get together with. Everybody look at me. If you can't get together with nobody else, come on, I'll get together with you. That's right. And we'll join together. And when we start to go in together, God said, if any two touch on any one thing and ask God on any one thing, it shall be done. There ain't no check about it. There ain't no worry about it. God said, all you need is just to have one to get together. It don't matter if a whole church leaves and there's only two here. God said that we can come together. And when we get together, we can go forth and we can win the battle. Amen. Boy, I'm about ready to preach on that. And that ain't what God wants us to do today. He said, they got together. Oh, by the way, let me just throw this out. It does matter who you hang around with. It does. Yes, it does. Eliezer joined up with David. I want you to look at that neighbor right beside him and say, can you be my David? Can you be my David? Now, I'm going to tell you right now, both of you, right now, you can. But after this service today, you can be if you'll listen. You see, it is important who you hang around with. It's important who you pray with. It's important who you gather together with. And that verse said right there, the Eleazar, the son of Dodo, the Elohite, one of the three mighty men with David. He was together with David. When they defied the Philistine, they were gathered together to battle, and the men of Israel run away. 
I'm going to tell you right now, when you rise up and fight against the enemy in your life, you better believe there's going to be a bunch of people in your life that's going to pack up the bags and they're going to leave you. Turn around and look around here right now. They've left. They've run around. They're not here. They don't even see the battle. But I want you to know right now, God is about to bring his people together. And when he brings his people together, there's going to be some Davids and there's going to be some Dodos and some Eleazars that's going to rise up in the power of Almighty God. His name is Dodo, but I like to call him Doo-Doo. Means he can go do it. Verse number 10 said, He arose and smote the Philistine until his hand was weary and his hand clave unto the sword. And the Lord wrought a great victory that day, and the people returned after him only to spoil. This ain't my message, but look at your neighbor right beside you and say, After you win the battle, that's when they'll all come back. When you go through a situation when you're about to lose everything you've got and everybody says, well, you just need to throw up your hands and give up everything. And you say, no, I believe that God is going to pour out a blessing on me that I cannot contain. When the blessing comes, that's when everybody's going to come running from the spoil. Understand and realize that God uses you as the breakthrough. God uses you as the one that can literally defeat the devil. You are important. God wants to use you and your partner to win the battle against that illegal entity that's in your life. But you got to get together. And when they come to get the spoil after you rain the blessing down, don't get jealous about it because God's going to use you anyhow. Amen. Amen. Well, I wish I could preach there today, but the Lord said no. So let me go on verse 11. And after him was Shammah, the son of Asia. I've already preached on him, the Herorite. And the Philistines were gathered together in a troop. That means there were right about a hundred men. At least might have been a thousand. When there was a piece of ground full of peas or lentil, and the people fled from the Philistines. Look at somebody else and say, they will leave you for sure. So don't expect all these people that are sitting in here this morning to be with you when you go to fight and defend your field. That means it's all on you. Time for you to fight. I wonder how many of you here today can fight when nobody else won't fight with you. I wonder how many of you here today can grab the sword and raise up your spear. How many of you here today can stand in the middle of your ground and defend your pea patch against the enemy? It don't matter how many leaves you. I wonder how many of you here today knows that your God is bigger than 100 Philistines or 1,000 Philistines. He's bigger than 800 of the royal soldiers and armories that's coming against you. He's bigger than anything here in this world. How many of you know that that's the God that you serve? And it don't matter if everybody leaves you, the one you got on your side is bigger than anybody yeah, else. Yeah. Boy, I could go home there this morning. Amen. Glory. And the people fled from the Philistines, but he stood in the midst of the ground and he defended and he slew the Philistines and the Lord wrought a great victory. And three of the thirty chief went down and came to David in the harvest time unto the cave of Abdullah and the troop of the Philistines pitched in the valley of Rephahim. And David was then in the hold and the garrison of the Philistines was then in Bethlehem. And David longed and said, Oh, that one would give me drink of water for the well of Bethlehem which is by the gate. And the three mighty men break through the host. Everybody holler out and say, Break through the host. Break through the host. Break through the host of the enemy that is laid out there in array against you. 
break through the host of those demons that have been laid out there in front of you and a sign from hell to come take you out. God is saying, I am looking for some people here in this hour in 2022 that is sick and tired of what hell has been doing in their life, sick and tired of what hell has been doing in their church, sick and tired of what hell has been doing in the nation, and they are ready to break through and storm the gates of hell and let every host from hell know that greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. I will not back down. I will not be defeated. I will not be normal. I will defend my pea patch. I will run and chase my line. I will stand up and I will defeat them because the one that has over me and has his pavilion over me is the one that's already took you down on the cross of Calvary. And that was the ultimate defeat. And it don't matter if I defeat you or not. You go look at him in the eyes and tell him you're going to take me down. Yeah. It's time for the church to flesh their Holy Ghost muscles and let hell know I got more power than you've ever seen. I got more power than you've ever experienced. Come on, because the one that's taking me out and taking care of me is the one that will never allow you to take me out. Amen. Oh, I wish I could just preach a little bit. Glory, preach, Pastor, preach. He went through the host of the Philistines and he drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate and he took it and he brought it to David. Nevertheless, he would not drink thereof. He poured it out unto the Lord and he said, Be it far from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Is not this the blood of the men that went in jeopardy of their lives? Smile at somebody right beside me and say, Your life is going to be in jeopardy. Look at me before I preach. This is a life and death situation. You don't realize this is how important it is. That's why I took my time to come and preach to you. This is a life or death situation. If you don't get this and change your mind and allow God to take his hammer and defeat and destroy and destroy that your cosmos and that world that you live in, if you don't allow him to do it, it's a life and a death situation. This is a breaking point to where you're either going to have life to the fullest and have it more abundantly or you're going to have death crawling in your windows in your house. I'm sick and tired of death. I'm tired of hell. And it's yeah, time for the church yeah. to rise up and say, I'm going to move in the life of bonus that God has given unto me. Right, this man. is a life and death situation. Yeah. Yes, it is. Hell has released a virus that has come out to take you out. That cold was not sent to you just to make you sick for a few days. He wants to kill you. He's trying to kill you. The right. devil is trying to kill you. The enemy has set out a race to kill you. He's in your finances because he wants to kill you. He's marriage because he wants to kill you. He's in your relationship because he wants to kill you. He's in your situation, your work and everything because he wants you to put a gun to your head and blow your brains out. This is a life and death situation. Yes, it is. Yes, sir. Mm. Ask your neighbor, say, how big is your God? Now, have I got your attention? If I got your attention, just shake your head like this. I mean, I'm serious this morning. God is saying if this just happens, unless you allow God to do this, you're going to be in a situation where everything that hell sends against you is going to walk right through your life. But praise be to God and Janice, we ain't got to live like that. We can live under the power of Almighty God. We can allow the hammer of God to come down and smash this world that we have limited God in. And we can literally leap off the page in a brand new dimension. And we can allow the power of God to show us exactly who God actually truly is. Amen. Oh, Lord, let me hurry. Amen. Verse 18 said, And Abishiah, the brother of Johab, the son of Zeruiah, was chief among three, and he lifted up his spear against three hundred, and he slew them, and had the name among the three. Was he not most honorable of the three? Therefore he was their captain, howbeit he attained not unto the first three. 
and we're preaching about this guy, and Benaniah, the son of Jehoiada, the son of a valiant man of Kabzil who had done many acts, he slew two lion-like men of Moab. And y'all remember now, these were hybrid men, part angel, part, God, part man, and here they come. They were giants. They were champions. They come in a tag team match against Benadiah, Benaniah, and Benaniah didn't have a partner. The fight was uneven. The odds were stacked against him. And the Bible says that he killed these giants. And what I liked, and I preached on it last week, I said that he went down also and slew a lion in the midst of a pit at the time of snow. He went into a pit in a dark a dark pit, the very lair of the lion himself. He went down in there in his own domain and he come out the victor because this man would not take no for an answer. Everybody's kind of quiet this morning, so I'll preach a little quiet. I'll preach a little quiet this morning. And Benaniah killed two lion-like men. Slew two lion-like men of Moab, and he went down also, and he slew a lion in the midst of a pit in the time of snow, and he slew an Egyptian, a goodly man. And the Egyptian had a spear in his hand, but he went down to him with a staff. And he plucked the spear out of the Egyptian's hand and he slew him with his own spear. I want you to tell your neighbor again, say, you've got to go down to your giants. You can't stay hidden from the giants. you got to come on out and go face to face with the giant. Amen. These things did Benaniah, the son of Jehoiada, and had the name among the three mighty men. He was more honorable than the thirty, but he attained not to the first three. And David set over him his guard. So he was David's bodyguard. Now, in those three little acts right there that we've read through and what he went through and all these mighty men right there, I'm not sure what the odds makers would, what type of odds they would have given each one of them. I believe it came down to Adino. Adino, when he raised up his spear and he took out 800 soldiers, he was at least at 800 to 1 odds against him. He had a 1 in 800 chance to come out victorious. But you know what happened? God took that one chance in the middle of those odds that were stacked against him and showed the army that was arrayed against him that God can take one little chance in the middle of 800 and bring you out and show you to be victorious. Amen. Eleazar was some 500 to 1 odds as we go on. Shema, he was at least 300 according to what the word truth means. He was at least 300 to 1 odds. And Abishai, he was 300 to 1 odds. And Benaniah in one incident, he was at least 2 to 1 odds. The scripture says that those lion-like men were like fighting 1,000 soldiers. So Benaniah was at least 2,000 to 1 odds. But you know what happened? It looked like that he was going to go down. It looked like he wasn't going to win the battle. It looked like they could have raked the coals over him, but when all was said and done, them great big old giants was laying at his feet, and he come out with a one in two thousand chance to show the world who he was, and God took that one little chance and took a heart that had some victory and some power and some determination and brought them out of the mist that they were in and showed everybody that God was bigger than them, their giants and bigger than them all. Amen. In another one, he was at least 10 to 1 odds as he went against this hair lion. 
And on the other one, he was another 101 odds. What I'm trying to share with you today is that the scripture shares with us that all the way through it, there's a pattern. God is a type of God that will wait when all the odds are stacked against you, when it looks like you're never going to come out of the situation, when it looks like nobody humanly can right. help you. That's when God will hey, show up for you and he'll pull you out of this and he'll set you out from one dimension hey, to another. He will allow the situation around you to get yeah. so bad that everybody that sees you and you come right. out of it will have to say yeah. you know what? God right. showed up and yeah. Thelma and yeah. out of that. There's yeah. no way Thelma could have come out of that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Ben and I faced two of those 1,000 men, 2,000. He said they were like 2,000 men. And he come out there and he fought them. And the, the, the 10 foot 5 Egyptian giant, he came out there with him and he was had a spear. I told you last week that that spear was as long as this sanctuary was. He could stand here with that spear and touch the back seat with it. I told you this 10 foot 5 giant come out with that spear. And little old Ben and I, a little old fella, a little Jew, 5 foot something another walked out there with a club in his hand and when it was all said and done he walked out of there with the spear of that giant and he had killed that giant amidst all the odds that was against him. God showed Israel that God can use a little bit to change everything. Amen. That Egyptian was two times bigger than Ben and I, way much larger than he did, and he had a longer reach than what he had. He was twice as big as Ben and I, and it was a mismatch of biblical proportions. I'm telling you, he was crazy, it seemed, to walk out there and to look at that giant and say, I'm going to take you down with a little old club in his hand. But I want you to know, sometimes in your life, it may seem to you that the only thing that you've got that you can fight with in any way, shape, or form is a little old club in your hand. But if you'll grab that club in your hand, raise up your spear and you'll charge that situation and challenge it. God said, I will pull you out of that mess and I will show the world exactly who I am. Amen. All of these men performed in major, major disadvantages in their life. And every one of them were wound up being victorious in the middle of all the odds stacked against him. Ben and I went down in that lion's pit on a snowy day with no weapon in his hand. He went in there with hand to paw combat with a significant physical disadvantage against him. That there lion was 500 pounds or more. He ran 15 miles faster in an hour than what Ben Aniah did. And Ben Aniah literally went down and chased him. When he decided if that lion wanted to leap on him, he could have backed off 30 foot and leaped and come on him and took his prey out. And Ben Aniah said, it don't matter what stacked against me. That lion came in. He can take his teeth and he can break every bone in my body. He can slap me up the side of my head and crush my cranium and the top of me. He can literally come out there and kill me with one bite of this thing. But I want you to know I might be small prey in the light of this guy. I might look like to be a hors d'oeuvre on this lion's thing and I might be a man witch for his supper tonight but one thing about it. I am not going down without a fight. I am not going down without raising up my spear. I'm not going down without chasing that lion. I will not give up. I will not yeah. throw my hands away and say let the devil have my family. I will not allow that to happen. I'm going to fight my enemy. I don't care if you've got home field advantage. I don't care if that domain is 
your pit, I'll go right into your house. It don't matter if it's dark in there and I can't see and you can see me. It don't matter if this fits this pit is 20 foot deep and it's snowing on the outside and all of that there with the dirt there is all type of slippery and I can't get out of it. It don't matter if I know that you can literally come in there and you can rip me up. I'm coming down in your pit and I'm going to show you who I am. I'm like Jesus went to hell and told the devil, give me the key to death, hell, and the grave. It's time for the church to rise up and share with hell just exactly who we are. Smile at somebody say, how big is your God? Come on now. Bill and I did exactly what lion chasers do. He didn't sit at the house at his dining table and grumble about the preacher. He didn't sit up at the house grumbling about his children. He didn't sit at the house grumbling about, well, nobody else won't stand up and do anything, so I no need for me to stand up and do anything. He didn't focus on his disadvantages. He didn't make any excuses. He didn't say, well, Tim will do it. He didn't say, well, it's Sissy's job to go out and do and kill that lion. I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to reap all her benefits. It's Trevor's job to stand in the middle of that field and That's to fight right. in that field. When he wins the battle, then I'll go get all the spoil. Oh, uh, he, he didn't have that mindset. He said it don't matter what the disadvantages is. It don't matter what the odds is. It don't matter how many people make an excuse. I'm not trying to avoid this situation. It don't matter what the odds are stacked against me. You better get ready, Lion. I'm get coming ready. to get you. Get ready. Somebody hold on and say, get ready, Lion. I'm coming to get you. Why was it that Ben and I like that? He is like a lion chaser. Because if you really are a lion chaser, you know that your God is bigger than any problem that you will ever face here in this world. Amen. Amen. Boy, I wish I could preach just a little bit. Go ahead. Lion chasers know that God is more powerful than anything that you will ever have to put up with in your life. Lion chasers thrive in circumstances where everything is against them. Why? Because they know without a doubt that impossible does not exist with God. Somebody say that with me. Impossible does not exist with God. Why? Because impossible odds sets the stage for an amazing miracle. I want everybody just to hold your hand up to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm ready for you to show me your miracle. Hold your hand up and say, Lord, I'm ready to see that miracle right now. Why do we need to see a miracle of God? It is a miracle that shows us and reveals God's glory. It is a miracle that literally causes God to pour out a blessing on you that you will not be able to contain and you don't be able to have room to receive. It is a miracle. When God does it for you, nobody else could have done it for you. I want you to know I'm ready for God to show some miracles here in the house. I'm ready for God to show the miracle in Lib's pit as she faces that lion and she walks out of that pit. She goes herself on that slippery side of that pit and she comes out of it with the lines blow yeah. over her with a great big old smile on her face and she said, you know what? I whipped and killed and chased that lion. Yes, yes. 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 Yes
There's a pattern that's repeated in the Bible from one end to the other. And that pattern is that God does not intervene in something until it's humanly impossible. Y'all hear me now? God does not intervene in nothing until it's humanly impossible. It will most likely occur right in the nick of time. How many of you have had God show up for you just in the nick of time? Why, why do you think it's that way? It's because God likes impossible odds. Odd, odds means it happens infrequently. Odds start to get stacked against you means that there is no likelihood that this current situation that you are facing, that things are going to change any different than the way it's heading. Some of y'all are hearing today under the sound of my voice, your life has been heading down in a downward spiral. And if you look at it from the outside looking in, you might, or the inside looking at it, you might tell to yourself, there ain't no way I'm going to come out of this. There ain't no way I'm going to be able to buy me another house. There ain't no way I'm going to be able to buy me another car. There ain't no way that I'm going to be able to straighten out this here. And you might think that all the odds are stacked against you but there is something odd about odds that means every now and again there is somebody that will show up in an infrequent way and they will defy all the odds and they'll come out with the victory it don't matter how bad things is and God is saying I am telling Living Water Worship Center for 2022 yeah the devil has been out there stacking the odds against you in this neighborhood there is a stigmatization about this church from 55 years ago and people run from it because of something that happened 55 years ago it is odds that is stacked against us but God said there's one odd in the odds and that is infrequently I will choose to show people that it don't matter yeah. how big the odds are right. against you I can use one the change mind. The devil is about to have his yeah. mind changed about living water. The world is about to have their mind changed about living water because we're going to get a revelation of just how big our God is and we're going to let hell know just how big he is. Smile at somebody and ask him, say, how big is your God? God's going to cause you to do something that nobody thinks you can do. Including yourself. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Turn that right beside me and say, you don't even think you can do it. But everybody look at me. It's time you attempted to do the impossible. It's time for you to stand up and start trying to do the impossible because I just showed you that word don't exist in God's heavenly kingdom. That word is I'm possible. You are possible to do anything God wants you to do because you can do all things through Jesus Christ that strengthens you. You are more than a conqueror. You are not defeated. You are not a patient. You are not a victim. You have the victory. It's time for you to accept the victory and move in the power of Almighty God. Nothing is impossible in life because I'm yes. possible yes. under Jesus Christ. God invites yes. you to defy every one of them impossible odds. And when we can do these things, God begins to show his power. He begins to show his glory. And he begins to show you it don't matter who's with you or who's not with you. I still can roll yes. a great victory. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Glory. Judges chapter number seven. He told Gideon, he said, All right, you're going against the enemy. He said, I'm going to defeat the army with you. And he called everybody, and all the soldiers come. 30,000 people showed up to go fight the battle. And God spoke to him in Judges chapter number seven said, You got too many that's with you for me to give you the Moabites that's coming against you. There's too much going for you for me to act up. You see what's going on in life today is there's too much going good for you because when you put your hand to it, do 
it. Come on, they think you're the one that does it. Right. God said, I'm going to dwindle down your partnership Woo! so that when it gets to a point that I'm going to give you something, other, you yes. want to know it was just me that done it. Nobody else did it for me. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. That's right. That's right. God said, you got too many. He said, you look at them and ask them. Say, are you scared? Look at your person right beside of you and say, are you scared? Are you scared? He said, if you're scared, go home. That's right. Go here. Go to the house. Come on now. I'm sick and tired of these pits where your Christians just bit down and we're out because somebody says something, does something, they don't understand this or everything. They throw their hands up and say, well, I can't go to live water because they're crazy out yawning and all that. I just don't believe. I'm here to tell you right, I'm tired of them pits squeak Christians. I'm ready for a Christian that ain't got no fear and they'll stand for it and say, it don't matter how big the odds is, my God's bigger than anything. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. That's the truth. Ask your neighbor again, say, are you scared? Are you scared? Gideon said, if you're scared, pack up your bags and go to the house. That's right. Yeah. 20,000 men packed up their bags and they went home. Yeah. And they were down to 10,000. And God looked at them and said, you still got too many for me to give you what I'm about to give you. Turn to that right beside and say, you got too much working for you. Oh my God, that there's a word from the Lord. You got too much working for you for God to intervene. That's right. God said, let's do this or I'm going to put you to a test. Let's punch that right beside you. Wake up and say, get ready for the test. Get ready for the test. He said, I want you to go down. I want you to get them thirsty. And I want you to carry them down yonder to the brook. And he said, the ones that are staying there and they'll lap that water like a dog, that's the one that I want to fight. Amen. And when it finished up, there were only 300 of them that did it. From 30,000 to 300. 1% of what was going for you uh-huh. is what God used. Oh my God. God used to win a great victory. 1%. Everybody say 1%. 1%. You just say it again. Say, all I need is 1%. All I need is 1%. Oh, God, I wish I could get your God big enough for you. Amen. Amen. All you need is 1%. 1%. And then God said, all I want you to use that 1% in a way that you ain't never used it before. Everybody just look at this and say, you got to do something crazy now. You got to do something crazy. You got to look foolish. You got to look foolish. If somebody never called you a fool, somebody else got calling you a fool. Right. He said, here's what I want you to do. He said, I want you to take these 300 and go out there with all these media nights with all these channels. There's like 40,000 of them. And they were laying out there. He said, what I want you to do, he said, I want you to go surround them. And I want you to go fight them with a pitcher and a torch. Hard to beat 40,000 men with a pitcher and a torch. Well, wait a minute, God. Now, now, you just told me you were going to give me the victory, and you told me to go out here in the middle of the darkness and to come out there with a, with a, a pitcher and a torch, and that you're going to give me the victory. In other words, wash your pitcher and wash your torch. How are you going to use it? Now, God said you use that thing crazy. See, he, let me share something with you. He said you give every, three, every one of these men, all 300 of them, a torch, and he says you give them a picture. He said you tell them to light up that torch and you put the torch and you put that picture over and then you go and you surround the enemy. Punch that beside and say you got to surround the enemy. All it takes in your arsenal is 1% of what you got to surround the enemy. That's right. 
strip blondie and that common strip they can only move in that box y'all with me amen they can only move in that box they can't come out of that box whatever the artist paints them to be that's who they are in that box whatever they're saying in that box that's the only thing they can say in that box I'll say in that box they can't have a different facial impression because they're in that box. Right. Right. But what would happen if Andy Cap moved into the third dimension? From the second dimension to the third dimension, what would happen? Oh my God. Andy Cap would leap off of that page. That's right. Oh, I'm helping y'all now. He would leap off that page 
And he wouldn't be confined to that box. That's right. That's right. He wouldn't be confined to the next box that he's That's in. Right. Or the next box that he's Come in. On. He would be over the top of the Come page. Uh-huh. And he can go and do anything he wants to do. Keep all your prayers going. Oh, God. That's how he makes 
take the people and they're praying against this and they're praying against that. God, one crowd praying against this and the other crowd praying for it. And he can deal with it all at one time. God is a fourth dimension. God is bigger than that little comic strip. God is bigger than that dimension. And we put an I'll tell you, this is a good word. It really is. Now, now, now get it out. God has said, I'm over the dimension. That's right. I can see you before and after. Yes, the Bible says in Genesis chapter number one that he hovered right. over chaos. Yeah, that's right. And that's a microcosm of what God is doing right now. Just tap that right beside and say, He's hovering over your chaos. Hovering over your chaos. God is still hovering over your chaos. That's right. And your chaos is in such disorder, such disarray, such a mess, you can't straighten it out if you try. But God is hovering over your chaos. Yes, he is. You in the middle of your chaos, and you can't see the, the light before being in a pit with a line. But God sees the light on a clear day. Oh, my God. Lord, you need to preach this morning. Come on. Oh, my God. I feel this so deep. Go preach. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. See, God said, I'm still hovering over your chaos. Right. And I will not move until it is humanly impossible for you to straighten out your chaos. And I'm going to move right at the nick of time. Just when you're about to go out. Just when the devil's got you knocked down and they're already counted down to nine and fixing to hit ten. God's going to have you kick out. I believe today that God is about ready to have the church kick out. I Your thought that blocked him into that little dimension in that comic strip, that ain't got thoughts. 
God is saying as high as the heavens is away from the earth, that's how far my thoughts is away from your thoughts. Everybody look at somebody and say, he's about to help you. Scientists has observed light from galaxies that are 13.6 billion light years away from us right now. Did y'all hear me? I want to say it again. Scientists has observed light in the heavens that is 13 billion, 13.6 billion light years away from us. Let me put that in perspective. The light from the sun that we feel today when you walk out of here is eight minutes old. That's how old it is. And the scientists have said God is such a big God that he has created galaxies way out yonder, some 13.6 billion light years away from right now. It would take one light beam from the furthest galaxy that has ever been seen, 13.6 billion years, to show up on your skin. And God says, God said, my thoughts are as high as the heavens is away from the earth. In other words, I'm bigger than that. The greatest thought you have ever had about the greatest God that you serve on the greatest day that you have ever experienced in your life is 13.6 billion light years away from what God says he is. Are y'all getting me this morning? That means God is bigger than your mind can even comprehend. That means that God in one moment can reach 13.6 billion light years. Let me explain to you. Light moves at 186,000 miles an hour. That means you can be around the world. I'm sorry, I'm sick. That means you can be around the earth in one second. You can go from Leap Ladenboro and go all the way around the world and be back in Ladenboro in one second. Everybody else say one second. Oh my God, am I opening up your mind now? Yeah, yeah. This is how big your God is. 13.6 billion light years away from your thought about God, the greatest thought you ever had about him on the greatest day that you've ever had in your life. God says unto you that I am bigger than yes, that. Amen. My thoughts are that far away from the heavens as to the earth. Amen. That's why they ain't nothing impossible when it comes to God. Yeah, that's, that's why right. you're impossible when it comes to God. That's why God said it don't matter what yes. odds is stacked against you. It don't matter how many yes. pits that you go down. Oh. In the
that a God is not written in your comic strip. He's not in that dimension that you put him in. That's right. He's not in that frame that he put you put him in. the truth. Now let me throw this at you. I'm made in the image of God. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I am made in the image yes, of God. Yes, you are. Yes, yes, yes. I get myself lined up with God. That's right. I need to be lined up with God. If I get enough of faith and not faith on the inside of me, God let the Holy Ghost of God have a Come on now. Woo, Lord God. Mm. God, I thank you. Woo. Thank you, Lord. Woo, God. So we don't Come on. To the infinite, all things that are finite are equal. It don't matter what you've been through as a child. That's right. That's the truth. It don't matter if that man molested you. That's right. It don't matter if he raped, he raped you. That's it don't true. matter if your child was killed. Right. It don't matter if your brother was killed. Right. It don't matter what the devil does to your children. I don't care if he's 50, he's 60, or he's 50. Right. right. God said, if you'll line up with me under my image, right. if you'll let me come down with my mighty hammer and crush that cosmos that you have built me in and you have put me in and you landed in me, he said, I'll come off of that dimension. I'll come Harden drop kick that their giant from hell. That's right. That's right. 
I'm ready to see some of y'all come off the turnbuckles in the spiritual and give them that everybody yeah. and put them in your and show them exactly who they truly are and make that devil submit yeah. to their teacher and their parents. I'm here to tell you living water in 2022 yeah. will rise up in the victory that God has given them. Yeah. We're taking back the crack houses. We're taking back the drugs. We're taking back poverty. We're taking back all the hell that God has allowed in your life. And now God is going to show you just how big he is. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Lord God, I thank you. Thank you, Father God. Tell your neighbor, say, I feel this hammer. Look at somebody you ain't looked at yet. Turn around to him, look at him and say, God's hammer is about to hit your world. God's hammer is about to hit your world. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And when it comes down, Tony. Yes. One little cosmos that you landed in hand. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come on. It's going to be shattered into a Come on. Come on. Fill us up. Come on. I hear in see people's minds that you have said, well, that's the way my family's going to always be. We're going to always be a broken family. Oh, Lord. Because your thought process has put you in a limitation, in a dimension, in a frame, and you've limited God. But God told me to come tell you prophetically today, no, your family's not going to be that way. Right. Your family's going to be together. Yeah. Your family's going to love you and get along with yes, you. They are. They're going to love you like a mama. They're going to love you like a daddy. Yes. They're going to love you like a brother. They're going to love you like a sister. Amen. They are going to see the holy hand of Almighty God yes. as God begins to show the world yes. how big he is. Yes. Yes. And for this area, God has said, live in one worship center. You're the church I'm calling to get this done. Yes, amen. Thank you, Lord. He said, now I am screaming out. I want you to surround your enemy. Hallelujah. I want you to take that, that picture. I want you to take the torch. I want you to show the devil that you're bigger than what you think you are. You see those enemy salts that one man had 30, some 10,000 men behind him, 30,000 men behind him, 10,000. And they were scared to death and they turned on their own self and killed themselves. I wonder how many of you here this morning is ready to raise the torch up for the Lord around your enemy. If you're ready to raise your torch up around your enemy, I want you to stand on your feet with your hand raised up like you got the torch up. This is an Olympic battle and now you're carrying the torch from one end to the other. You will not be defeated. You will not be denied. You will defy the odds. You will slay the line. You will destroy that Raise up your spear against all the odds. You will set that sword from the devil himself and you'll kill the enemy yourself. You have got a God on your side that's bigger than anything in this world and anything that will ever come. Stop limiting your God. Stop limiting yourself. God said, Raise up your torch and let everybody see what's behind you because the host of heaven is behind you and they can take out 186,000 men in one night. As I close this morning, our prayers up to this point is being, Lord, reduce the odds. Bless him, Lord. Lord, make it better. My prayer for you today is that God will make it worse until you raise up your spear. That he'll make it worse for you until you wrestle that their weapon from the devil's hands. 
that he'll make it worse for you and stack the odds against you until you determine in your life that it's a life and death situation and I'm going down in the lion's pit and when I come back out, that lion's going to be dead in my feet. This is a night. This is an hour. This is a time that God is saying, I'm going to shatter everything that has limited me in 2022. Get ready. Because God said, I'm going to show you how big I am. Bless him, God. Now, how many of you know today that God just gave you a shot of faith? How many want some more? And you keep coming back to the church. Because God has gave so much faith to me right now. I tell you what, I could probably move the hardest heart that there is in the world right now. God said for me to tell this church, I have chosen you. I am literally going to align my thoughts with your thoughts. I am going to use you in a way like you even never thought that I would use you yourself. And you're going to do things in this coming year you don't even believe right now that you can do. But I am going to do it through you because I have chosen you. I have called you. And I am raising up a band of mighty men and women under the King Jesus himself. And I'm going to do it in Living Water Worship Center. And I'm going to change the atmosphere once and for all and now you're going to go forth off that threshold onto a highway that no devil will ever be able to travel because it's a highway of holiness. Thank you. Glory. Glory. Thank you. God, thank you, Jesus. Ask your neighbor, say, how big is he, God? How big is God? Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you today. We're so grateful. Yes, we are, Jesus. Yes. We're so grateful, Lord, that you have showed us today and called us, brought us out of the situation. Thank you. God, today you have showed us and you told us what you're going to do. I give you the glory for it all. Father, you said we've been moving and now you're saying you're moving. Have your way. Do that that you would have done in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Would you just raise your hand and say, Lord, pull me out of that comic strip. Pull me out of that comic strip in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus is moving in this place. God of all the Lord. He's passing this way. Don't you reach out and touch
say amen. amen. You've got to get a hand clap of praise. Amen. Come out of that dimension. Let God lose you. Let God right. shatter that He will deliver you this year. Thus saith Almighty God. God bless y'all for coming. Praise God. We thank God for all that He's done in this place yeah. today. If you didn't get what God had for you today, you would never be. This is a powerful. See, Jesus just hit the, the oil.